What's up, guys? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's completely free. Not only is it free, but there are also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, they'll be able to distribute your podcast for you on all the famous platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If you guys are creatives and want to get after it, I highly suggest using Anchor. I think I've already told my biggest story or my story about biggest bugs on the podcast. If I'm not mistaken, did I tell the tarantula story? You've told the Denver, not that one. No, not the tarantula. So, back in um oh no. <laughs> what did you call it? Uh, Rancho Saint Saint Margarita. <laughs> oh, by the way, Margarita. Mar- try to get the Margaritaville. Also, try to get the mic up uh, to your mouth. Just oh, sorry. Just for, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, uh, Logan's hometown. Yes, my hometown, Margaritaville. <laughs> there was a, a guy I knew. There's a guy I knew who lived on like the edge of a nature reserve. I guess you could call it. It's like a big area that you're not allowed to build houses and develop in. And one of the main reasons for it. And also a good reason why they got such a good deal on the house is I think it was like once every other year, mm-hmm. there would just be a swarm of tarantulas crawling over the hill and descending <laughs> onto their house. And then they would disperse through like the neighborhood. I'm not kidding. It's a huge breeding ground for tarantulas. And not like not like little mid-sized one, like full-grown fucking big-ass tarantulas. I love how you like, just mentioned the army going over the hill. Oh, I'm I'm getting there. So when they all hatch and then they descend over the hill, you can actually hear them. There's so many. Holy wow. crap. They make, it's like a low rumble that over the hill when you just hear these thousands upon thousands of tarantulas just crawling over the hill. And then where their house is, they have a front row seat to it. They literally watch it happen and then they go all throughout their house, like all around it, descend into the neighborhood. They have tarantula nests like all over their house that they have to go deal with every other year. That just sounds like the plot of Eight-Legged oh, Freaks. Right? Like that, there's a scene in that movie where there's like a million of these like tarantulas and they just come over this hill. Like we, like I have a, I have a word picture because oh, they've made a movie about it. It's some this. horror movie it's shit. It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> the thing That's that they made fucking a horror movie terrifying. about it. It really is like. It sounds like a good time for my hands though. <laughs> just smacking but there's too many like how could you even and they're... like i don't again i can't imagine that that could be satisfying yeah if there's that many of them because it's like if there's one and you smack it and you're like yes job well done but if there's like it's his one job just kill also, tarantulas have you held a tarantula in your hand before <laughs> no i have not the only reason i ask is because like at a kid's birthday party a long time ago they had this dude and he had like snakes and other bugs and shit uh-huh and uh, he was like letting the kids hold them as part of the deal, and one of them was a tarantula, so I got to hold it in my hand. And they're bony, they're <laughs> bony. Furry. Yeah, they're furry. And by the way, if tarantulas, certain ones, if they get intimidated, what they'll do is they'll shoot all of the spikes, like their fur or fur, out of them, yeah. and they'll stick into your hand and cause like a really bad infection, and they itch like crazy. But it's not deadly. Or some of them are. Some might be. Yeah. I'm not sure about that, but I know they can like really fuck up your skin. Mm-hmm. Like that hair. That's like a defense. Like, <laughs> Surprise, like imagine also porcupines. Like imagine if we're talking <laughs> shit on Zade right now for whatever reason. Imagine. And he feels threatened somehow. 
And all of a sudden, all of the hair on his beard just shot out in all directions of across the room. Honestly, it's, my, like, it's my main form of defense. Of a movie I'd see. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's a new type of implant, for sure. It's the lamest superpower. <laughs> <laughs> and what's that new thing on Netflix? Power pill or something? Oh, yeah. I was, I was looking at that power last night. Pill. No, it's not called. It's definitely not no, called it's Power Pill. No, it's basically. Doesn't it have uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt? Yes. Yeah. And he looks old as hell, by and the way. Is it Jamie Foxx? Yeah, Jamie Foxx. And I, I, it's not called Power Pill, but it's about this Power no, Pill. I think it is called Power Pill. I'm looking it up. That's a horrible title. Yeah, let Jamie yeah. look it up. Well, I mean, what's new from Netflix series? You but know so you take this pill apparently, and then for like five minutes, you have unlimited power, and you don't know what your superpower is until you take the pill. But oh, so, I what if you're that. Beard Man? Like, or would you be Beard Man? Porky Beard? Like, what my would main, your my mo- oh, no, main pro- form of it's defense? Project Power. Project Power. If okay. there was a pill, okay. literally well, the- there was a pill. To be fair, our the- pill is so much better. <laughs> Listen to this. This is the first thing he says, though. <laughs> what? If there, <was> <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a pill. If there was a pill. Planned Parenthood must have fun with that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's actually a giant ad for them. <laughs> oh my God. And then could we just talk I about how that. Joseph Gordon Levitt just looks old as shit in that? Did you see I him? I only no, saw the trailer. I, he looks I have wrinkly and has a movie. he has like a white beard almost. Hey, man's been through a lot, all right? That's true. <laughs> Press what was it? Press red for record didn't work out too well. <laughs> I had to think for a second, like Joe, because in my mind I was like, I was like Shia the Butt. No, 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 no. I was like two separate people. Mm-hmm. Okay, Honey Boy. That's what Shia the Butt. Honey Boy. Honey Boy. That was his last movie. <laughs> oh, another another movie I've never heard of. I I don't know. I, I'm I'm not really a movie person. Like I don't I don't really I will say this. I don't know much about like films. I I feel like I don't have the attention span to sit down and watch a movie, mm-hmm. but I'll watch like ten episodes back to back or something. Well I think it's because the story arcs are so much shorter, so like you get that that gratification that you want of like yeah. the mm-hmm. plot development much quicker mm-hmm. and then it kind of leaves you hanging. So yeah. you want to watch the next one. Exactly. So for me to say, like, I don't have the attention span for a movie, but we'll binge watch shows is, it doesn't really make yeah. sense. But I mean, well, speaking of binge watching, welcome back to the 2AM podcast. Uh, <laughs> so 48. 48. As you can see. So I have a question. How did you guys meet? Huh? Can me? I, in, may I introduce the guest? Okay, yes. Let's start well, with I'm the curious. Proper well, I, I'm glad you're excited. All right. I'm That's very step excited. Step in the right direction. <laughs> and you should be, because we have Kara. Woohoo. One of my friends, music extraordinaire, entrepreneur, singer, songwriter, producer. In the, uh-huh. in the uh-huh. stew. Uh-huh. Well, well, that, well, I don't know if all of that is true, but thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Um, some of those are definitely exaggerations uh, to, to a certain extent, but um, but I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to finally be on the podcast. We're happy to have time. you. I'm happy to have you. We've for been sure. talking about it for a while, and I got a text from Logan last week where he was like, I'm listening back through all the episodes of the podcast, and I mention you so much. And I'm like, yes, because I'm so interesting. So <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Well, I'm glad to we've heard a lot about you, and we tell us about yourself. Uh, that seems there's, there's, that seems very broad. That's a very I mean, big question. Yes. What, do you, what do you do? So I am a songwriter. Um, I now is kind of an itch, like a funny time for me to say that because I've very recently decided to release my own artist project, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. something that for years and years, when people like. Oh well, do you you know do you sing? I'm like yes, but I don't. I don't want to be. I'm not an artist. I don't want to be an artist. And like, especially since like you know COVID happened, it's so hard 
to get placements. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're not backed by a company, et cetera. And now even getting in touch with companies, like it's so, the game has changed in so many ways and our industry has been so affected, like, you know, like everyone else. Yeah. But, so I've recently decided to like start putting out my own music. Yeah. Um, and so I, because I'm a writer and I kind of want to, I like to do a lot of different things. I've decided to do it under a few like different anonymous pop personas. Cause mm. I really, I'm very into pop music and that's kind of the main uh, thing which, of what I do. Which is a, cl- oh, a great sorry. place to be. Yeah, I mean, I think so. It's definitely like, it's something that I love to do as well. So it's something I'm very passionate about. So I'm happy that I'm putting something out that I also like. <laughs> you know, I'm not just yeah. doing it to to try and make money because I'm like, at, at this point, that's not really gonna, I, I don't yeah. feel like that's a good way to go into any job or mm-hmm. any industry is like, well, just... You know. uh, yeah, absolutely. Just being motivated by money, it's just not. I well, especially I well, that's maybe not fair to say, but I think in 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 the in the creative industries. Yeah. You know, if you are solely solely money motivated, mm-hmm. I feel like it's really hard to create something that's going to uh, resonate with people. Yeah. Because it's n- it's not going to come up. So I've now taken a bunch of the songs that I've created over the last like two years that were meant kind of for other people. That are just kind of collecting dust on my on my computer, and I'm like, well, I love these songs, so I'm gonna give them a home. Yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> kind of. So that's kind of what I what I'm doing at the moment, kind of venturing into this artistry. And there's so much that goes into it that I yeah I was kind of I was in the music industry and I was like writing, but I have no I had no idea like starting mm-hmm. from scratch as an as an artist, so to speak, or mm-hmm. a diff- well a couple of different artists. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. There's so like there's Take I can us on only a imagine journey through like the process of like how you even get started. Exactly, and I'm like, well, who am I first? Because I'm yeah. like, well, if you're creating a product, what are you selling? You know, mm. like, what are you? What is your message? What is your brand? What mm-hmm. is your aesthetic? What is your sound? I mean, there's so many different categories of who am I that it just <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> it's pretty interesting. I feel like I'm through this also getting to know different parts of myself, which is interesting mm. and it's very challenging. Yeah. I did not think that it would be this challenging because you have to really look at yourself and be like, what do I have to say? Mm-hmm. What do I, and it's so easy to be, to get down on yourself during that process. And I get why so many, I get why I didn't do it for so long and I now re-understand, <laughs> is that a word? No, <laughs> but I kind of, it reiterated to me like why so many people don't just do it. Because it's difficult. It's so difficult to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. to kind of figure out something that you feel like makes you special and be like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I think this is what I... And then having to put that out there. Yeah. Really? Re- and the, like being like, well, this is, you know, just opening yourself up like that. It's terrifying. Yeah. And that's not even the technical side. That's just the creative oh, side. Oh, God. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's just the creative side. And then even if you have say like you get to the point where you've now created something that you're absolutely in love with and then you have to start looking at like well how do i even market how do i get this to the the, the people <laughs> how yeah. do i get how do i get people to listen to this even like you know if you because it's hard enough getting to the point where you're really happy with what you've created but mm. then you know now that that step of how do i get this to people like that's yeah a whole different set of challenges so i feel like there's a lot of obstacles that I didn't even know. So it's also, in a sense, given me a different sense of respect for the artists that I do work with because I mm-hmm. I, I still, I don't kind of want to do this and kind of abandon writing. Like mm-hmm. my goal is still to like write for other artists, collaborate with people, like work with other people. Yeah. Um, 
because I feel like at my core, I really am a storyteller. And that's mm. kind of my my role. Like, that's my artistry. So that's what I love to do. That's Whether it's sick. me or, or for someone else, like, it's, yeah. it's the stories that I want to tell. But it's given me a new appreciation for, for artistry. Yeah. And for, for what these people do. And it's it's been really, really fun. Even though quarantine was very depressing yeah. for, for a very long <laughs> yeah. time. Like, the last couple of weeks have yeah. been have been very exciting. Yeah. No, I get that. I'm glad you brought up, like, the appreciation part. Yeah, because no, Because you get course. to appreciate not just art, but you appreciate surroundings, people you know, good people, things like that, people that are stuck yeah. around. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, food. <laughs> you appreciate everything, right? Yeah. From the little things to the big things. And that's cool because... I think because that's with every that's, creative venture. Yeah, because like you, you get in tune can, with yourself. Say that too, you. Yeah. You get in tune with yourself for sure. Yeah. Now, has this, has this like creative drive been with you since you were a child? Yeah, I was a very precocious child. Mm-hmm. Like, I was... I, I will like I think one of the best there examples, was so much in that I, I'm trying to think of like Big an oofs. example that kind of will tie, tie it together but I like one of the things I will never forget and even because even you know there are moments when you even you check yourself and you're like wow okay that, that was a little yeah. extra yeah so I remember this random time I was eight I was in the second grade because that's how old you are in the second grade in South Africa yeah. I don't know here your school system is a whole new thing yeah. to me. but so second grade and we our teacher Mrs. Uh, John Marie Kapatrick. yeah, right. What oh an yeah, awful. interesting oh, yeah. name. Serious. She, <laughs> she means Jesus. business. <laughs> yes. She sat us down on uh, on the carpet for a little like I don't know. She was reading us a story, something, and she went around. I I still to this day I'm like, why would she ask the class a question like this? I just don't. I still don't see the point of the of the question. But she asked us all if you could have any car like mm-hmm. a model mm-hmm. and a color mm-hmm. what car yeah and i don't remember if it was like what car would you drive or like what car would you have or what car would you be yeah but so which car and everyone is like uh, you know a black mercedes <laughs> a this that whatever and, and that's how they sound in second grade by yes the way. <laughs> it's, a black, it's a black mercedes <laughs> that's what i want <laughs> Everybody sounds like Kermit the Frog. Yeah, I, that's exactly. I went to I went to uh, to to primary school with all Muppets. Um, <laughs> that's a fun fact. Beaker um, in the back. Yeah. <laughs> you went to class with a bunch of hands. Yeah, yeah. literally. <laughs> bunch of dudes just like this from under the desk. Yeah, a bunch of fucking clowns. But <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> but, but I remember I was dead last, and yeah. she got to me, and I was I was ready. She's like, what? So which car? And I was like, I was so confident too. I was like, a golden limousine. Ooh. And then I was like, <laughs> now, now take me. So Logan is like, of course you did. So <laughs> now what's the rationale there? I don't know. But to me, I Does was like, matter? that makes the most sense. Like, it's fucking unique. It's golden. Why the fuck not? I was like a limo because I think I've always been interested in like, like having other people drive her around. <laughs> <laughs> That very true. How dare you say something so controversial, so brave, and so accurate? Like, <laughs> that's true. I mean, this is a foresh- an obvious foreshadowing of my future. But to me, I was just like opulence. I don't know. Like to me, I was like, that's where I see myself, or that's yeah. where I. So I've all, I was I was always like, it's the upper echelon. Hmm. Yeah, but no, but not even you know like that. To me, it was more about like you know like showgirl, like anything like. 
like show business to yeah. me. Was mm. Like the flashiness of it, the like kind of almost like Vegas show or acting or singing. I didn't really, at that age, I wasn't like quite sure what I mm -hmm. really wanted to do, but I was super interested in the arts and in entertainment. Okay. Yeah. So I was, oh, like I did everything. I, I, I competed so much as a kid too. Yeah. Mostly because that meant I could get out of school too. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would go, I competed in, in absolutely everything that was artsy. Mm -hmm. um, because I have zero coordination, so I never did any <laughs> sports. Um, oops, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I I was always very creative as a child. I started writing music at about thirteen. Mm -hmm. When wow. I started singing, That's actually, very young. I actually got into choir pretty young. Um, one of my 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 dad worked at the University of Pretoria, and they had a children's choir and a youth choir, and one of his colleagues really wanted me to sing in the children's choir and i was like i don't like choir it's stupid <laughs> i just you know and it's not for me and they're like we're going yeah. to hong kong next year and i was like i would love to join <laughs> absolutely so, <laughs> so i joined and we went to hong kong and i was like this is cool that's fucking and lit we we were like we were really good and then i realized i was like well no one knows this fun fact but south africa has really amazing choirs like <laughs> in terms of the world standard there's a thing called the World Choir Games. I did it's not know it's that. It's the Olympics of choir. Really? Oh, I, Are you serious? And South Africa sweeps it sounded, every year. God damn! It sounded wow. like a bunch of kids or a bunch of countries got together and they sent <laughs> one or they sent two choir kids to an arena. Yeah, it's the <laughs> and Hunger they games, sing to basically. the death. <laughs> Duke yeah. it out. Whoever wins. Yeah, Ooh. but it's it's a major event. There's like hundreds of choirs that compete that come from all over the world. It's hosted in a different country every year. Um, or every couple of years, I don't even know how often they mm -hmm. they really do it. But it like we even in high school, like our choirs like traveled. That's why also why I've traveled so much. Like yeah. our choirs used to travel mm -hmm. internationally and go and compete, like mm -hmm. like high school choir. So it was it was a big big culture there. So that's how really how I kind of got into the music side of things. Yeah. And then when I was thirteen, our um, principal was retiring at our <laughs> primary school, and they asked me if I could write him a song. Because okay. they knew that I like sang a lot because I was then like when I was about 10, I started doing like singing competitions and they were like, mm. oh, she can sing. She's got because I was very loud for my yeah. age. Like <laughs> I could I could kind of hold a note, but I could also sing very loud. So that's yeah. kind of the like, oh, the singing girl. But so they asked me to write a song for him. That was your first gig, technically, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And so that was how I was, <laughs> but that's how I realized I could do it. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, OK, this is interesting. But I mean, I have these skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's when I started writing really shitty thirteen-year-old songs, but which is probably surprisingly surprisingly good. I will say the, the ones I wrote when I was the, when I, when I was fifteen, I still stand by. I'm like wow. some of those I really still think hold up technically as like you know I I'm still proud of this. I st this is still a good song. Yeah. But thirteen-year-old me, actually no, there's one. There's one that I still have a demo of that is actually. I still stand by, but the rest is absolute hot garbage. <laughs> but that's so cool to have work that, you know, dates back to like your early, early uh, years. That's just, that's priceless. Yeah. I mean, especially to, to have, I don't have a recording of me singing it at that age, but I still, you know, to have a demo, like to have a tangible recording of a song that I, you know, created when I was that age. Like mm -hmm. I didn't, it didn't really strike me until right now that like, that's, that was so long ago. Like, that's actually really cool to have. So look at me. Funny how things work. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> and I assume you grew up in South Africa? Yes. Okay. How was that experience? I mean, that's kind of a broad question. I like, mean, yeah. Yeah. like, 
I, it was compared. Compa- I don't have anything to compare it to. Like exactly. You're like, well, how? Like, how is that different from growing up in America? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You grow know, up in America. It's like yeah. I don't have. America. I don't have anything to compare it to. But it is. I will say, it, where I grew up in in Pretoria, to me, it like now having been in the states for a couple of years, like having kind of seen or gotten the lay of the land, I feel like, um, like the Afrikaans community in South Africa, in Pretoria specifically, mm-hmm. is a lot of times like, um, like almost like Texas, like some some like southern states, okay. like where you get kind of the the outliers where it's like very hick very like ye you know but then there's also like lovely people yeet. yeah what's what is very ye me can you describe ye well ye is just kind very of like very yeehaw a, i was like about people. to say are you missing the haw <laughs> well i i didn't even mean to say like a like a ye i was more just like a like a yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I, I like you know in every kind of community there's going to be kind of a group of people that are a little bit more you know fringe and like mm-hmm. especially like even in south africa like of like of course like there's still people who are like racist who are still yeah you know this that but so but it's kind of like the outliers like just like it's kind of like in the south where not like obviously not everybody is like that but there are certain parts of communities that are still you know like yeah as with all places it yeah. makes sense yeah exactly so it so it's also very christian conservative so that's why it, i kind of equated to culturally a little bit of mm-hmm. the south where it's very much like <sighs> yeah i don't know like, like sir ma'am like all yeah, the, like, like the like formality religion, of yeah, it yeah it's religion influence yeah kind of. and very very family values like mm-hmm. that's kind of heavily enforced and like heavily mm-hmm. that's very much like the culture and so like where i went to school it was the the culture the the culture within the school is incredibly preppy and mm-hmm. like christian conservative yeah and so it's so wild to me because I feel like my upbringing was incredibly conservative and not necessarily because my parents were conservative. I feel like my mom, especially out of like everybody else's parents, was very open minded and very, yeah. you know, progressive. Yeah, like just mm-hmm. the right amount. Yeah, like yeah. as as a, like still definitely like a parent, like not. Mm. But but I mean, like in her way of thinking and embracing people and like ideas and, you know, stuff, she was ve- she was very much like. Uh, you know a, a great person that, that, when it came to that but like the the culture within even the kids like it was very judgy very like i never came into contact with any kind of like drug i mean like like there i didn't i i hadn't even like we didn't know anyone who smoked pot mm-hmm. like it was just there there was we hadn't there was no way for us to like it was something we knew there was a concept of that it's just totally alien for you. But it was just you. like we that we never that was never even in the realm of oh I come into con- like I see someone doing it at a party like it there was none. Wow. It was so far removed like and even like sex like all throughout high school I could maybe when in our senior year we could like look around and be like okay there's like two girls that we suspect are not. <laughs> Like that's how, but it, wow. it was a culture. Yeah. It was a so shame culture thing. Senior Damn. Year. So that yeah. that shit is talked about. Yeah. Like, no, it was literally like the slut shaming and, and that insane. stuff. Like it was so intense. Like yeah. people were <laughs> bringing the south to south. It's of, the opposite. South Africa. Here. That's what's fucking crazy. Yeah. Here it's like, oh, uh, get, oh, uh, guess who's the virgin? You know, like yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, <laughs> I, I can relate wild. because I grew up in a in a Muslim uh, middle school or like yeah. Muslim family family hold. Yeah. Yeah. So. I have a lot of the same similarities, but of course you get that introduction as you go into high school and, you know, other places as yeah. well. 
It's interesting though. But yeah, no, honestly, it was it was really wild to me going to the states when I was twenty mm. for the like going to college and being like. Oof, there's culture <laughs> shock that this is a lot yeah you know because i was like there's so many things like for example we can start drinking when we're 18 so mm -hmm. for us like it was normal to go to a bar have drinks like you know like yeah have a good time like be young you know whatever but like other when it came to like like other cultural stuff here that we just like which it was just way more conservative there yeah mm. and here it's kind of like anything goes and i feel like a lot of things become so normalized mm -hmm. here to a staggering degree <laughs> yeah but i think it's also like what like now it might also be different because we didn't really have like social media like even instagram wasn't really a thing in south africa like nobody really used it until like 2012 at the earliest really Whoa. yeah yeah instagram jesus and two, 2012 was like an early start to yeah. instagram there so we had facebook before then but like I feel like also without the share, like the image sharing, all that stuff, like really, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe mm. now it's like because stuff is more accessible. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's issues that they're dealing with now. But like we were, I was just so removed from all like from all that stuff. It was such a conservative community that even now I feel like sometimes <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I, I like I like things will happen. I'll, I'll see something or. And I'll be like, am I that conservative? Or I'll just like, I'll catch myself. I'll be like, is it me? Or am I, yeah. like, I don't know. What's wrong with the world? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know because I don't think of myself as a conservative person. Mm. But I see a lot of that upbringing come out in a lot of different ways with different things. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's very true. It's kind of like you, you get picky with things that are that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, child, I don't, I don't right? mean to be judgy of of anybody. Yeah. So, of course, so a lot of times, like things will come up, and then I question myself. I'm like, do I? feel this way or is this just the way that i grew up thinking about it mm -hmm. yeah so it's kind of my, my best friend lindy uh, we went to high school together and she lives in la now as well so that's a conversation that we have a lot to kind of you know figure out like do we do we think this or is mm -hmm. this just the thought that we were taught do we feel this way or is you know like it's 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 interesting it, well i think it's the thought you were taught yeah. But then it makes so much sense. That's that. That's the only idea that. That's one of the ideas that you held on to. But like, if something happens and you have like an immediate reaction, you know what I mean? Like if like yeah. if you say something and you're like, oh, you know, you. It's more subconscious. Huh? At that point, that's a belief. Well, but then it's like, so, do something, I? But see, something see, hits. But something you, hits. But so you but see, yeah. and then you like catch yourself because the fact that you're doubting it is then you're like, well, why did I think this? Yeah. You know, because it's not like someone saying it, it's your own thought. Yeah. So it's it, it's interesting making a big cultural change like that. Yeah. And kind of really seeing how, it, like nature versus nurture and how people are shaped culturally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why like, you know, it's so interesting to me, people love to make generalizations about, you know, people from other nationalities and be like, oh, well, you know, uh, I, I, like, I don't. The, the French are this way, and the Italians are this way. Or yeah. Oui, but, oui. The, but the thing is, like, we. Oui. <laughs> oui. But, but oui. it's so. But it, it's so funny yeah. to me because it's like I see with some with some things like the cultural influence yeah. really shapes people and the way that people think and the way that people feel about certain topics. Yes. Yeah. There's like a default program for every culture. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's weird. Very, yeah, but, it's really interesting. But I got that. Three cents a default yeah. setting. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
And that's what I'm saying. How do I get a blank slate? Like, <laughs> I try to tell people to travel as much as possible. And I'm glad yeah. that you've traveled over 26 places, right? 26 countries, yeah. I love that. Sorry, that's sorry. amazing. 28. 28, sorry. yeah. Come we'll say above down. 30 just for safe, just for safe keeps. Okay. I mean, I love that we'll, on the 2 we'll podcast, up. we just exaggerate. I like yeah, it. You whatever. know, round me up. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. 50. <laughs> Fuck it, 100. Yeah. And that's, that's crazy because you get to see so many different cultures and the and different interactions and then different um looking people yeah just, it, it was it's funny to me because also when you grow up somewhere kind of well i want to say when i say removed i don't it, i mean removed in terms of the u.s south africa is very like removed from mm -hmm. what you guys are doing here so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so growing up there like interesting i'm not like there's we have our own like racial issues you know what i mean mm. But it's so funny to me coming, but also people are very open about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, it's something that we can talk about as mm -hmm. people. Here, it's so funny to me because I was like, people would say stuff and I'm like, what do you mean? Because like, because we don't have, like, I, there were no Latino, like Latino people, Asian people. So like, I would hear microaggressions here and I'm like, huh? I was like, it's so funny hearing a different <laughs> kind of racism. I was like, oh, I've never heard yeah. that. Like, just because like. I realized it was like, it's so funny because I can pick up on it because I'm like, what do you mean? And because whenever something sounds like picking up, the, because I'm like, I don't have any of that stereo, I don't have any of those stereotypes because I never, like, we just never there were no them. Asian, there were no Asian people or no Latino people, like, or hardly any that, at least not in my community, like, I never, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We didn't. I don't know any of the stereotypes. She was around a lot of white people. Is what she's trying to say. Oh, yeah, I guess. Oh, okay. That's basically what she's trying uh, uh, to say. Exactly. I'm like, I don't even. So it's so funny to me, like, seeing like people being like with with the whole with China virus, whatever. People like being so. Yeah. I'm like, what do you? China the China virus. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. And hearing people being like, right, like when yeah. you remember when that whole thing was coming out and people were like boycotting some of the like you know, the, the Asian owned businesses and like yeah. all that stuff and like the racist things people were saying and I was like, wow, I've never experienced this brand of racism before. Yeah. yeah. And then a week later, people are acknowledging the racism and then they're like, oh, it must be the Democratic Party. And I'm, like, yeah. What? Yeah. But it was like so, the, the next week. Remember? It was just so and then interesting racism because got I was super like, political. Yeah. <sighs> Dude. And I think it's getting worse here. I don't know about yeah. other countries in the world. Yeah. Of course, but it's getting worse for sure. Well, actually, um, I have family all over the world, mm -hmm. so I talk to them a lot, and I try to ask them as much as possible about Corona, like what's going on. And they were like, "Yo, we had it steady for a while, and then all of a sudden it's like spiking back up a little bit slowly. <laughs> it's not as bad as us, yeah, especially California <laughs> or Florida or Florida. Florida's yeah. a oh, shit God help around. you, Florida. Did you, did you guys see Holland? No. Holland's beaches are packed more than here. Oh, well, Wuhan's yeah, throwing pool parties. Oh, yeah, so Wuhan's actually there's Fucking pool parties happening in Wuhan. What the hell? With what looks like there's pools in Wuhan. A thousand people. A thousand deep. <laughs> I'm just surprised there's pools in Wuhan. I mean, I'm just really happy that <laughs> I get don't to go to New there? Zealand soon. Like, I don't understand why people are doing this. Like, yeah. I, well, no, people I are kind fed of up. do. I think people just feel like it's not. It's not going to affect them. Yeah, mm -hmm. because it's still a reality and it hasn't hit them yet. So they're like. You know, and a lot of people are privileged and a lot of people haven't felt like detrimental viruses or, you know, a huge or it hasn't hit the family yet. Right. Yeah. That's so the thing I they think, have nothing yeah. to relate it to, because if they were to get hit with it, it would be a first experience. Yeah. yeah. First time ever feeling that amount of pain. Yeah. So they're just like, yeah, it's not going to it's not going to happen. Just like Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm in the Middle. You guys have all seen it, right? No, a little bit of it. I mean, I've. 
You know I've watched it. I'm okay. familiar with Agent Cody Banks' show. Yeah, I don't uh, know. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think. I... Anyway, the, the stupid character Reese would always go up to his dad, and his dad was like, "No one's dying in this house until start of Monday morning, right? Because they didn't have health insurance." Okay. So what he said was his immediate response was, "I can't die. I'm 17." And he's like, "Huh? I hate to break it to you, but 17 year olds die all the time." Just an idiot, right? So. Because he doesn't see it happening, he thinks that he can't die until he's 18. Yeah. <laughs> because of, like, what society tells him. But So what was the point of that? The point of that is that <laughs> the, uh, ex- like, experiencing pain would have to relate. I don't even know how to even relate that back. No. But what well, I was talking about was, like, like all the virus. all the are full and people aren't going to take it seriously until yeah, they physically yeah, because their realm of reality, some kind of reality yeah. Yeah, because within reality, their entire life, they have never been hit with something that crazy. Yeah. To where they have something to relate it to physically. I think people just don't think it will affect them. And also, people just don't expect, people don't respect the authorities here. Like, they Hell don't respect no. the government. No. They don't respect the police. And I don't blame them. For good but, reason. Yeah, exactly. Like, for good reason. But the thing is, the reason they're able to curb it in other countries is because people respect their government. Like, it's in countries where either they're scared of their government or they respect their government. Mm. That's, That's the good only point. places that, that it's really being contained. Yeah. Because, like, it's either you are, they're like, listen, you follow the rules or we shoot you. <laughs> or it is, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah. No, it's know. very no, true. It's very true. You do squats while they spray you with hand sanitizer. Yeah, what exactly. That? It's like, <laughs> it, like everyone so enforces stupid. it differently, but you're either like afraid or you are like, mm-hmm. you know, or, or it's just respect for the rules, respect for the system mm-hmm. yeah. because it works, you know? Mm-hmm. But here, like, there's no respect for the system, no respect for the authority. Everyone else is like, oh, I have a medical exemption. I don't want to wear a mask because sometimes I get asthma. Like, okay. I can't put my mask on in the fucking grocery store for five minutes because, you know, my rights. Yeah, which I I feel like it's a very that's a that's such a like an American. It's such a first world problem. They want to assert their rights. They're the first people to, you know, assert their rights, but they never think about their obligation. Exactly. And so, also they don't know their rights is the funny part. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yes, the, yes, that's yes, the yes. They try yes. to exercise part. rights that don't exist. Yeah. I have, I have the rights, right. you know. As oh, yeah, what American. are they? Yes. I have uh, right. as a free American. Don't you get smart Not with to me. wear this goddamn <laughs> communist mask in my damn Bonds pavilions. <laughs> and I do declare that I'm getting my tangerines and my nice rosé taking it home to my wife. Sir, the business has rights too. It's privately and they have owned the right too. To kick you the fuck out of the <laughs> store. On. So go home. Sir, <laughs> we're closed. <laughs> it's fucking two in the morning, sir. Please escort yourself out. God damn. Oh my god. A three dude. minute tantrum. God. What it's sir, fucking we're eleven closed. PM, dude. God damn. That's yeah. so we're closed at ten forty in the morning. <laughs> Literally. What a time to be alive, yeah. that's for sure. I have a question for you, though. Yeah. Now, starting off in the creative field, did you ever feel, like when you were first starting off, we were, you were probably, you're probably- I'm kind of still young. starting off, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying like exploring within yourself, right? Yeah. Like what your potential could be. Did you ever feel like there were some embarrassing things to put out or something that you felt embarrassed to put out that you haven't really- I mean, felt a touch with your. 
Like you haven't you, felt comfortable. Do you mean like content wise, like stuff I'm like afraid to say or like stuff I'm like. Yes. Or do you mean quality? You, you mean like I mean like uh, it could be either quality, quality. It, it could be quality subject above. wise. It could be lyrical. It could be anything. Like I so, mean, sometimes things are very personal to the point where it's just like yeah. you think people would know. Right. Well, that that's that's kind of the, the so there's kind of two sides of that. So there's been songs where and that's kind of where the the tough part of being just a writer comes in, right? Yeah. Because you want someone to release your song and sometimes like you don't necessarily get to pick who what where why mm -hmm. and you like and i mean obviously like it's it's an honor to have anybody like want to use your work and release it and you know but it you don't necessarily have any control over like sound or you know or the quality of the recording or there's so many factors at play so yeah I've been in situations where a project has turned out like it's not something that I would, you know, where it's like, okay, this is not necessarily something that I would be comfortable like sending to my friends or sending mm -hmm. to people that I, you know, like, like no, on a personal level. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I'm like even or or more specifically, like people I don't know. You know, like I don't like where I'm like, oh, I don't want this to be a representation of me. Yeah. So that kind of gets hard. But that's where, in a sense, I feel like putting out my own artist project kind of eliminates that because I'm in control. Yeah. I'm in complete control of what I put out, what I say, how I say it. And so then comes the aspect of the vulnerability. Like, how honest do I get? You know, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, how, that's very tough. How personal do I get? And so with uh, with the songs that I'm that I'm putting out. I'm honestly <laughs> I'm it, it gets pretty personal, like I don't say a person's name, but I remember I, I'm, I'm working with um, uh, one of my one of my good friends, Nick, is kind of helping me produce and he uh, he he's an amazing artist and producer himself and so he is kind of helping me put together my release plan like all of this stuff and so he was recording one of the songs so we have a couple of different personas that we're working on and so one that we're working on for like early next year because we have one upcoming release like within the next hopefully like month we're going to start mm. releasing singles mm. um and a christmas project yes but <laughs> uh but for for this for for kind of the the next year one we were recording a song. Uh, I almost said the name. I'm like, well, then it kind of defeats the purpose <laughs> of the anonymous pop for starters. But um, just bleep it out in the yeah, in exactly. The post. <laughs> Fix it after post. It's, yeah, its name is Big beep. Secrets over here. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, like, we were recording the demo for it, and he was like, he kind of sat back, like, after like w w one of the sections, he just kind of sat back because I was trying to loop record. Um, trying to, I was loop recording a section, and then when we stopped, he was like hurt you <laughs> he's like oh. he's like are you okay because <laughs> he was like i'm just listening really like to the lyrics now like who hurt you like this yeah. is a i'm like what <laughs> well you know i'm glad i'm glad this song at least you know is, yeah it's is, is like is striking some chords so i feel like i i feel like especially like writing for me is such a an outlet of getting out what i want to say and in my personal life, and I was talking to Logan about this a little bit earlier, like mm. it's I'm at a time right now where I feel like I'm I, I'm, a, I'm a very direct person. And so if I feel like I'm being disrespected mm -hmm. or if I feel like 
we're you're my friend and you're hurting my feelings like i'm the kind of person who will tell you like straight up beautiful like listen this happened it made me feel a certain type of way like he, from my perspective here is I, do, I know that there's two sides of a story but I'm gonna tell like let me tell you from my perspective ABC happened it really you know it didn't sit well with me it really hurt my feelings so there might be an explanation or whatever your intention was I get that but here's how I feel here's how whatever so I like to like put it out and be like listen to kind of explain where I'm coming from this this so I feel like that's something that I do and then that person can either take that and be like you know what, I'm really sorry, it wasn't my intention, I'm like, and yeah. fix it, or they can be like, huh, and they feel attacked, and they're like, me, yeah. no, and then yeah. they just disappear. Yeah. Like, mode. Yeah. But that, yeah. that's the beauty of it. We want creatives slash artists to put their emotion into the work, into yes. everything yeah, that they do. Exactly, it. so I feel like the songs that I'm doing now are kind of like that. They're like, this is, you know, kind of what I'm, the subjects that I'm exploring in the song are like really almost something that I would want to say to someone, you know? Mm. And I feel like it gets very personal in that aspect. And I love that. So I'm, in a sense, I'm like a little apprehensive to put it out, but I'm like, it's a little, it's it's ambiguous. So I think there's a couple of people who are going to be like, is this about me? But I'm like, that's right, boo, wonder. Yeah. <laughs> like, If you rock with it, you rock with it. Yeah, if not, you'll you'll, uh, yeah. you'll never know because it's also like about, it's a lot of, I mean, it's, I'm trying to, put a fun spin on pain <laughs> like, yeah. I'm yes. to, you know. no that's that's great and uh, like logan knows this about me for sure i listen to like some crazy like sometimes music that nobody really fucks with you know what i mean <laughs> but there's just certain lines yeah and then there's just like this one of the reasons i love hanging out with you why <laughs> we listen to such weird shit and we just compare notes yeah like oh listen yeah. how fucked up this is and you're yeah. like no i got a better one yeah it's like playing more fucked up yeah. with yeah. weird music it's like <laughs> that's how it is and then like I'll try to explain it to him a lot, you yeah. know, and I'll be like, just listen to that like undertone of like, just that. I don't know yeah. why he added that, but that changed the whole fucking thing, you know, <laughs> like all that stuff. Yeah. Like for example, uh, you I don't know if you've heard of Eden. No. Okay. Eden is a he's a guy that there's a boy band called Eden in South Africa, but I don't think you mean that. <laughs> no, it's not. A, no, no. He's a uh, he's a Irish singer okay. slash writer and producer. So he started making music in his room, mm -hmm. and. The thing that captured me was how raw his voice was and how different he was lyrically, mm -hmm. right? So, I don't know. It just, for some reason, I was probably going through something at that time, yeah. right? But every drop he had just fucked me up. <laughs> and I was like, I fucking love this dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but see, that's the kind of music I'm trying to make because the and thing is, I really, I feel like I've poured so much of myself into these songs and like I listen to them recreationally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I listen to even the shitty demos and I'm like, I'm really proud of what I did. I'm proud of the way that I so cool. express this. I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck you. Like yeah. I <laughs> like this song smacks like one of the what like one of the the, the the line that Nick was referring to was Can you pick a new lie to hurt me with next time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, That's Max. He was like that, because it and that's kind of like in the hook. <laughs> yeah. And so he was like like when you listen to that like a few times like that cuts yeah, yeah. you know what i mean and that's it's very confrontational in mm -hmm. a way and i feel like that's kind of the songs that i'm working with now even if, if I'm, I'm literally going through all of the like the track list in my head and i'm like honestly it really is kind of a confrontational project because all these songs 
the 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 chorus is this that it's all statements it's mm -hmm. all like here it is so mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 a it's a it's a interesting process it's taking a lot more out of me than i yeah. thought it would mm -hmm. i can feel myself like coming undone at the seams a little bit sometimes <laughs> and i'm like is this still the right path is this still the right choice like am i is it taking too much out of me but yeah. i feel like if I can buckle down and really get this done, regardless of how much money it makes or how much, you know, yeah. whatever, I feel like if I can do this for myself, this is going to be something that I'm going to be very, very proud of. Yeah. And, and that, so that's what matters the most. Right. I'm and glad it, you it, don't put like money a few first. months ago, if you had asked me that, I would have been like, ew. But right <laughs> now, I, I don't know. Like, COVID has kind of put everything in perspective a little bit, I yeah. feel like, for a lot of people. And so, for me, because I'm like, well, we're trying to make money. We're trying to all do this. But right now the world is kind of at a standstill. So mm -hmm. what can I do? You know, and I feel like it's a great time to finally put the time and the effort into my art that it deserves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that I'm able to like create something that I'm like, I want to, you know, create a whole experience that I am so proud of. And I don't know. I just feel like that is the kind of fulfillment that I've been missing a lot yeah. as well. And it'll be worth it. It'll I, be worth it. Let's hope. It will you know? be. I'm confident it will. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I mean, it's a, listen, it's an expensive venture. It's not yes. without yeah. risk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you want to do things right, you have to enlist professionals. And professionals, you know, um, do not work for free. Yes. Yeah. As they shouldn't. Um so it is a bit of a risk. It it is it is scary in its own way, but I'm I'm really excited that I'm finally brave enough to really do it because that's the other thing is yeah. like there's always going to be a part of you that's like, well, you know, who's even going to listen to it or who's even who's even going to do that? But if you don't if you can't get over that hurdle, mm -hmm. Then, then you have no business yeah. really being a, like a creative or trying to be then you have no no business doing it professionally. Yeah. Uh you know, is more, 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 is more the, the correct yeah. term. Because like anyone and everyone should be able to create art should they want to, mm -hmm. you know. But if you want to do it professionally, you just have to. And that's kind of where I was, I feel like I was holding myself back a mm -hmm. little bit for, for a while where I was just not, I wasn't ready to put myself out there like that in that way. I wasn't brave enough to be that honest and to have that come, to have those words and those stories come from me. Yeah. I mean, I guess still now because it's anonymous pop personas, but it's also because I want to do kind of different styles of music, do different projects. Like it's not just because I'm I'm not I'm not just shy or you know. Mm -hmm. There's it's mm -hmm. kind of a more of a plan behind it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's exciting. Well, we're excited for you. Thank you. Of course. No, we're definitely looking Very forward to the stuff you're gonna put out. Yeah. So what's going on this week? Huh? <laughs> what's going on in the news cycle? I, I've read a lot of crazy shit, but. What have you read? I just wanted what have to. You, read? you know, I feel like this is a question we need to ask all of our podcast guests. Yeah. Just out of the gate, out of respect, you know. I'm scared. Cara. <laughs> he gave you the look. Cara. Oh no! Yes. Are they real? <laughs> Are they out there? Honestly. Aliens. We're I going already there knew. right you were now. Like, Are they real? And I was like, We're going there right yes. now. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I feel like there is a sense of peace mm -hmm. 
knowing or rather accepting that there are certain things we just don't know yet mm-hmm. right so i so pers- so my stance on it is i'm comfortable in the gray in between space of i'm sure that there must be something but i don't have enough information to say exactly who what where you know like there's yeah. not enough concrete evidence or concrete information for me to make to have a for- fully formulized like this is where i stand on it but i also know that there's so much that we aren't able to comprehend and i've also had conversations with there was one person Director in particular of the cia <laughs> one, one person in particular who stan smith is like a very 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 wealthy man very well respected man very like i'm like if someone knows someone who knows what's going on it will be this person because he has that kind of money yeah mm-hmm. so and he we we had lunch uh, he's kind of a mentor of mine and like we were talking about music stuff and then he was kind of telling me more about he just kind of like went into it he was like like oh we're about to learn some shit yeah like talking <laughs> just kind of like gi- like giving us so much information and because uh, it was my friend and I and mm-hmm. it, she was just kind of like not drinking the Kool-Aid, but I was like, listen, who knows? You know what I mean? If this man with this with these kinds of resources, like he obviously has access to, because he's also talking to, like it's not just, oh, I think this, it's, oh, I've spoken to this, I've spoken to, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, who knows? Who, who knows? I... I don't think Elon Musk would be, would be wasting all his money going into space if there weren't if there wasn't something else maybe I think he's or worried some about sort of resource the earth grenading maybe and not because yeah. the earth will literally explode but just because the people on it might fuck it up I think that's his reason to get off or maybe, maybe. he's just trying to make his new cologne line Elon's Musk <laughs> listen I'd buy it <laughs> the scent of success oh my god dude Oh my god. <laughs> the scent of success. <laughs> every Tesla every Tesla purchase comes with a year free subscription of it. Oh um, Elon's Musk. <laughs> Elon's, Musk. <laughs> yeah, Elon. Elon's Musk is just like the Tesla car spray. Oh wait, like... wait. Did you know oh, in certain yeah. Mercedes, <laughs> in higher end Mercedes, they actually have their own perfume or air freshener dispenser in the like built in. Why the am car. I not surprised? Tesla's? No, 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 Mercedes. Oh, okay. Like you used to be able to get a cologne that it would spray throughout the um the uh, AC system, so it would come out like so, kind of like a like a one of those timed Febreze things. Yes, but for your car. <laughs> Damn. Now imagine if every P100D had that came with like a little Elon's Musk bottle. Oh my god! <laughs> Sitting, it's, just, it's embedded it's in the dash, so you can see it go down. It's literally his Musk, dude. <laughs> just <laughs> dripping down the side of his. But you know, bucket. you know, honestly, I respect that answer. Uh, for the question that he posed because most people won't answer with that most people are either like no I don't believe in them at all or absolutely they're real. I just feel like it's something where It's kind of like when people like to to say this or that about the ancient about the ancients like about the Egyptians or the Greeks or whatever Um, they're like yeah, well, well they did this or you know the pyramids. How do you I'm like there is so much knowledge that is lost to us because of mm-hmm. war and mm-hmm. because of every conqueror being like burn everything they did because fuck them burn this motherfucker like, we're stronger than them now so all their knowledge is garbage so there's so much it's not wrong. That's that we, very true there's so much i've been watching a lot of period pieces i was about to say 
<laughs> you need to catch up on ancient aliens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so, you know, when people like say, like, oh, the aliens did that, like, I'm like, maybe they, you know, they helped. Like, who knows? Maybe. But okay, then they were communicating with them and we weren't. Like, there's so much... There's so much about like our life, like life now that we that we don't know. Yeah. There's Seriously. so much like we can't figure out how they built the pyramids. How are we supposed to know if there's extraterrestrial life when we can't even figure out our own history? We can't figure out how humans did stuff. So how are we supposed to know what they're doing? Yeah. The only person who knows is Elon because he's been there. So clearly, <laughs> he speaks with aliens. God, yeah. Exactly. yeah they, okay. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. But I, my, I've said this before. Yeah. Right. And it's, I wouldn't be surprised if there were. That's the thing. I would be shocked, but not surprised. So it's not like a, mm-hmm. like a, a hard yes. Yeah. But it's, it's not a no for sure. I would be worried for sure if yeah. it was suddenly like, oop, this is a thing now because that's a game changer. That's going to oh, change changes the everything. world and society forever and everyone's going to freak out. So I will say, well, are they out there? Probably. Do would I like to for that for us to have concrete evidence within my lifetime? Please no, 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 no. Wait until I'm dead. People are crazy enough as is because it's going to be such a huge event in the world, and it's going to change so much. And I don't. I'm tired. I don't want to live through that. (laughs) You're going to have more things to comprehend at that point. Exactly. I'm like. I feel like. I might be cool with it because I'm like, you know, okay with that being there. You know, I'm like, okay, well, maybe there is something. But also, <laughs> what is that going to look like for society? How yeah. is that going to change? I mean, first of all, how are they going to interact with us? Is it going to, you know? Mm-hmm. But then second of all, people who just don't believe, like, it's going to cause civil war. And you so big potential. I just, I, I'm not ready for all that drama. And that's what I thought. <laughs> Until I read an article where apparently the CIA or the FBI, and I'm pretty sure it's the CIA, claimed that they actually had a spaceship that wasn't of this Earth. And nobody fucking talked. That, that's my logic. Like, I feel like most nobody people will just not shit. give a fuck because they're so, like, either Netflix doing their own thing. Or what the yeah. fuck is wrong with Trump today? Like, yeah. it's a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. They're just like, sure, 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 sure. Like, <laughs> See, that's what I always thought. And then yeah. that article came out and nobody fucking talked nobody about it. Nobody blinked an but eye. I, but, I, but also, I feel like the news especially in this day and age is so unreliable yeah. that oh. people are like oh a headline will say anything and then when you actually hear the segment or when you read the article it's not that at all so if someone sees that headline they're probably like sure you know what i mean mm-hmm. i don't think i think people that like it's also coming from the cia or from the fbi or for what like agencies that aren't necessarily trusted here even so yeah. when that if that comes from a more credible source as in like if it's something that everyone can physically see the evidence of it would have it, to be some war of the worlds type shit yeah it would literally have to be like it would all have to the be sudden like reliable evidence yeah like the scene from arrival where they just <laughs> yeah. like, what the what fuck the is that fuck is that yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming They're, it's it's a spaceship. I yes, haven't you, seen the movie. I've correct. seen no movies. So. You would be correct in that assumption, madam. <laughs> kind of like District Nine. Don't they also have a shape, like a big ship? They do. Yeah. District and, Nine and was an interesting say, one. I didn't like District Nine, but I, I think I never we walked it. out. I think <laughs> we went to go see it because it was you. like yeah. it was this whole thing because we had to like go watch it because it was South Africa. Yeah. But I think I I never saw the whole film. I think it got a little violent, and my mom was like. No. no, so we just <laughs> we did that with a couple of movies growing up. I remember very specifically Crossroads, the Britney Spears movie. We walked out. Really? Yeah. 
I'm amazed by how few people don't walk out at a shitty movie. They're willing to stay just I, because they paid. I walked out of Iron Man 1 with my dad. <laughs> how dare you? I, what you is, know what? I rewatched. How? Do you not have a heart? Let me finish. Okay. <laughs> Let me defend myself. Okay, hold on. Did you walk out or your dad? That's, no, that was my question. I was like eight years old. Oh, okay. Even, yeah. So we both walked out and he, he hated the movie. And I, I don't, at the time, I don't blame him. Because quite frankly, the only thing that stuck out to or that stuck out to me, and I still remember it to this day, and I went back and watched the movie, and it still doesn't make fucking sense to it's me. A Let me finish. <laughs> I went back and rewatched it, and it was a good movie. It was fun. It was like a really cool, like it was the first cool superhero movie, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Like the Hulk with uh whatever the fuck his name is, I totally forgot uh, before um Totally before, but before before the Snuffleupha Agapus, <laughs> uh, Mark Ruffalo. What the fuck is that? It's a that's that's another Muppets thing. Yeah. Um, Snuffle. <laughs> but before before the uh, the rough. Before the, the Mark Ruffalo. We, I forget what the other guy's name was. That wasn't a good one. Yeah. That Hulk movie was trash. Yeah. Iron Man came out. That was rad. Then Captain America came out, and everybody lost their shit. Yeah. You were thinking of Edward Norton. Edward Norton, thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. Great actor, not a good movie. Yep. Sorry, Ed. Um, <laughs> sorry, Mr. Norton. I apologize. But went back and watched it. It was all right. Not all right. It was good. It was a fun movie. But there's that still that scene fucking Jeff Bridges <laughs> where he's squaring off with um, Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. I totally forgot what it Robert Downey Jr. on the rooftop. And this is after he got like a full faux Iron Man suit. Like... Yeah. What's his good lord? Jeff Bridges is rocking like the Mark One, the piece of shit that yeah. he built in a cave in Iran or Iraq or mm -hmm. whatever, right? Do you remember this? No, because literally when you said oh, Iron Man, I was thinking of the movie The Iron Giant, and I was like, <laughs> why would you walk out of that? That's a motherfucking classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was, I was like, so confused. I was like, what? <laughs> Fuck that! I don't even I've think I was born. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen Iron Man. I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh That's why I got so upset. I'm like, why would you walk? Iron out? Giant is a tearjerker too. It's a great yeah. movie. It's a like, tearjerker. Why would you walk out? Do you not have a heart? Like, no, that movie's amazing. God. So sorry. I've never I'm seen not, Iron Man, okay. so I don't I, know. <laughs> you're not missing out on much. I'll tell you that. Yeah, so you don't need to watch it. On how shocked you are that he walked. Out. <laughs> what the fuck? Who the fuck? But I was like, who would walk out of the Iron Giant? Yeah, I was yeah. like, for real. You were like, no. My dad was like, no. Nah, we just yeah, walked out. Your dad was That's like, fuck dad, this like. movie. <laughs> Damn, dude. But okay. <laughs> no. Ain't no, nobody a simp in here. No, but it was just Jesus. That. It's that scene where the two are squaring off at the top of the building, right? Above the arc reactor. And Jeff Bridges busts out some line where he's like, I've been doing this for 20 years. And it's like, you got the suit less than two months ago. Yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck are you for talking 20 about? 20 years. It makes no sense. Yeah. Like, it's such a... consistency was too much for you guys. It, I was eight and I caught that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I was learning cursive and I'm like, this motherfucker didn't do this. <laughs> this dude. Tony didn't even invent the suit two years ago. The fuck are you talking about? Literally. Amazing. Oh my god. Well, okay. I can understand since I've never even bothered to watch the film. <laughs> um, I think it's fair to say that you walked out. No disrespect to Tony Stark, the Iron yeah, Giant. Yeah, you were like Jeff Bridges. I was like Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Bridges. I, like, Jeff I could already Bezos imagine your dad, dude. <laughs> just. Just what, wait. What did he say? 
What do you mean? What did he say? Um, Jeff we... Bridges? You said, I've been doing this for 20 years? Yeah. And then your dad was like, <laughs> no, literally, like that's that's what it was like. We're like, we we're like, this is fucking stupid. And do you we understand just that that's at the end of the movie? Uh, kind of. I I learned that later yeah. in life. Yeah, but isn't that funny that you sat then. through the whole movie? I don't think he even knew it was the end of the movie. It was yeah. so long ago. Yeah. I don't really remember. I just it, yeah. it was a long ago. Oh. What year was it? Like two thousand seven? It was either oh seven or oh eight. Who gives a shit? It's Iron Man. It <laughs> would. It's the Iron Giant, actually. It's the Iron Giant. Yeah, wow. the one with Jeff Bridges. How did I get that mixed up? I'm trying to think if there's any other movie that we ever like, full on walked out of. I can't think of any. I've sat through some shit oh, movies though. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. That's the one I walked out of. Oh, pretty recently. that might be a controversial actually, one for people. I you walked out of Bohemian seen Rhapsody it because I've seen no movies. I, dude, I don't blame you. It wasn't, it was, had nothing to do, people always assume that it had something to do with sexuality. No, that's no. not the reason why. It was just so focused on one person that I, that I kind of hated it. Did like you watch it, Rocket Man? Because, Rocket Man? Yeah. That's the, um. The Elton John one. Yes. No, I did not. Well, I'd be interested to hear it because I feel like Rocket Man has gotten a better reception mm -hmm. than Bohemian Rhapsody. So... I'm wondering if you should watch it for comparison, yeah, and kind of see like what wh whether it is like the music biopic thing because it's like too intense on one person because I get that it's very intense, yeah, and especially with like his life story and stuff like it's a very yeah it was about, it's like an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, it was about his I, I drug say that use not having seen the film, and, and everything, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but like like no, but like the story, like his life story, whatever. Like if you make a movie about any of these musicians like their lives were so tumultuous so i get that it's like it's almost like i don't okay no that's maybe a bad comparison i was like yeah but it was close to a three-hour movie that's what i'm saying so yeah, three fucking hours so it was like, like the right, irishman the music is going everything's good the whole band's together oh my god this is turning into something great and then boom this backstage crap happens and then they dive into his deeper issue that's beyond drug use mm -hmm. and then it's that for like two hours and ten minutes Jeez. and you're like I'm over this. This yeah. is dragging so long. I mean, I thought the whole movie was going to be about the band. I knew they were going to put a heavy emphasis on Freddie Mercury. Yeah. But the whole movie, to me, the reason I didn't like it. I thought it was about music, dude. That's <laughs> Dude. Dude. <laughs> dude. 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 Hey, dude. I'm really happy no, I didn't but, watch yeah. it now. But, <laughs> that was very Canadian but the thing, what pissed me off was I thought it was either going to be about Freddie Mercury or Queen. And the majority of the movie, at least to me, felt like it was a movie about the guy who fucked up Queen. And that was like <laughs> Freddie Mercury's, I guess, boyfriend in the movie slash manager yeah. guy. Yeah. Like it, it was so heavily emphasis mm -hmm. or uh, there was such a heavy emphasis on him. Yeah. In particular. It's like it almost kind of it felt like there was eye contact for like a good 40 minutes of the movie. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. just fucking okay, well, staring at each other. That, that explains to me why you were uncomfortable. Yeah. But the thing like, is, that would make me is that during the movie, I'm still expecting music and it's not happening. <laughs> I'm like, something's wrong this movie i just can't tell what it is yeah i just don't okay. like it i walked out <laughs> yeah. yeah now cara i have i have a question for you this might yeah. be a vague slash broad question but sure we enjoy rants <laughs> okay <laughs> if there's one thing that really grinds your gears what would it be they can pick anything personal life society like a hardcore pet peeve because i can tell you you don't you don't take bullshit <laughs> So I, I enjoy it. Actually, that's so funny because I feel like I 
um, especially these days. Like I, t- I, I, my, my tolerance has gone up. My tolerance for bullshit has gone up. Okay. Simply because I'm like, I don't have the energy to always. Like, Understandably. But, um, wow, such a long list. Where do I begin? So the first thing when <laughs> I came to the U.S., I just. And this is a this might be controversial, and I don't mean to step on anybody's toes, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, your whole cultural identity and stuff, like, whatever, like, do your thing. <laughs> I like where this is going. <laughs> but I came here as a foreigner, and I would ask people like, where are you from, or like, what's your ethnic background, or whatever, because like I was new in college, and we were like getting to know people. Mm-hmm. And then, like, girls from Boston would be like, I'm Irish. <laughs> or, like, like people would just be, or people would be like, I'm Italian. And I'm like, oh, cool, where in Italy? They'd yeah. be like, no, New Jersey. No. I got a DNA and test. Like, what the hell? Yeah. They're, they're basically, and then I'd be like, yeah. oh, cool, are your, are your parents from there? Like, are you great? They'd be like, no, like, my great-grandparents, or, like, mm-hmm. my grandparents, or, so, but it's like this, the, 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 the Irish and the like Italian, and those are just like the two ones off the top of my head because mm-hmm. it was Boston, and there was also a lot of like American Italians. Oh yeah, American Italian is Walmart brand Italian, <laughs> by the way. Just letting yes. you know. And, but so to me, I was like, you don't have a direct. If, if I was like, if you don't have a family member who's directly from there, you don't speak the language. You haven't been to the like have not having been to the country i'm like okay i understand that that's like a whole different yeah traveling's not necessarily possible for everybody but you don't like culture like you don't speak the language you don't have any like real cultural connection but you wear that so on your t-shirt so yeah. proudly not even on your sleeve like it's you. i'm and that to me was just very and i understand that it like it's kind of an american subculture mm-hmm. but that just like Take like knowing two things from, like, like thinking leprechauns and beer is being Irish. I'm just like, <laughs> and, and the way people would just like kind of, hi, my name is so and so, and I'm Irish. What do you? What fucking connection yeah. do you have? I'm like, what Seriously. do you? What do you mean? You don't know anything about Ireland. You don't know anything about the Irish. You don't know anything about Irish history. You don't. Uh, I just, I'm like, you have no family members. Like, how are you? Like, oh, but my great, great, great. Oh, like, that is something I was just very much. I'm like, how are you going to say that you are Italian because you have a big family and you like pasta? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not. You don't get to just. <laughs> I don't see many people like that. Yeah. You don't get to just monopolize a whole uh. culture, or you just don't. You don't get to just pick an identity. Yeah, you're you're Italian based on paper. That's like we can, uh, but, but also like. But are you really but, uh, but Italian? But you're American, like you, you know. Yeah. What, but also like if you, even if you're 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 say one of your grandparents is Italian, like okay, but do you speak the language? Do you is that your culture? Like yeah, you like I also understand like that's where it gets tricky. I'm like I don't mean to, like because some people I'm like well okay my grandparents are so am I not like this mm-hmm. this, it's where it gets like. Like we can say we're Middle Eastern because we've been to the country. We have family members to the country, whatever countries yeah, we have we're specific from. Specific links. Yeah. To you speak there. Arabic like, we, and you know the history. We know exactly. That's exactly. You speak the language. You, exactly. you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's very much. You know, you definitely you have a definitive connection to the country, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's still something that you like. 
you're aware of and you're like connected to but i'm yeah. like people yeah. but and so i'm like this is why i'm saying it's not true for everybody because mm-hmm. there are a lot of like first generation second generation and kids who grow up in the states and they you know they are very american but their family they, they still are you know so I'm, that's where i'm like i don't mean to like step on any toes because like it gets very confused but i'm like there's but i feel like there's a big chunk of people who kind of like just velcro onto an identity onto a cultural identity just because because they're like american is not a culture <laughs> it's amazing Can i, say, I, I, I have amazing. a theory as to why that might be because if you go back in history, like at least American history, even as far as or not even that far, like the 90s or even the early 2000s in some instances, you I wasn't born then, but it, that wasn't really a thing. If you lived in America, you were an American. Yeah. Right. You didn't really say like, oh, I'm Irish. like maybe you do it at a dinner party. if Somebody brought it up. Just if like where's asks your family you what from? Your heritage is. But yeah. I'm like. People here are so quick to bring it up too. Yes. It's interesting. I'm like everyone. It's like they want their. They're, they want to be they're, different. They're waiting to, to, for you to ask. Yeah. Like and they're I, waiting. Oh, to I'm so it much different. And I've got a theory okay. as to why that might be. Please. And I think it it has to do with the fact that political ideology makes up such a large representation of who you are now. If you're in an if you're an American, mm-hmm. which yeah. makes no sense. It mm-hmm. absolutely shouldn't define you like who you are as a person. Just because you believe in some things that happen to line up with the party or the politics that you choose doesn't mean that's who you are. And since we're really not liking our politics right now, we want to be anything but American. (laughs) We associate, if we say we're American, that in our minds tells everybody else in the room internationally that we have to associate with that political party. And since politics is becoming part of us, we don't want to associate with that. So we choose anything else. I'm Italian. I'm Irish. So it makes you feel like you're not from the place that you're from. I can get that. It's a theory. Yes, but I feel like that's, I, I, I think that's definitely valid. And I think that's definitely like why this kind of thing is like rising more now. But I'm like, this is, this was back in like 2013, 14, you know, yeah. like when it was still, I feel like a little bit, hmm? oh, sorry, where no, it was like a little bit more, I don't like chill politically. I feel like yeah. at least a little bit. I don't know. Definitely more mellow, but yeah. that was for sure going on. I'm but not I feel like, but then being like, people being like, not wanting to say like, oh, I'm American. I feel like that wasn't at, like now. Yes, but back then, I don't know. Like, I'm interested to know. Like, I I definitely agree with you, but I'm like, what what started that? I you think know? it was just. I think post 9-11 is when it really got a kick. Like, it's when it really started to kick off. And I think a lot of, yeah. like, or maybe what started the political just that they're just very plain and bland. <laughs> and they wanted to spice things up. That, too. So they add a hint of Italian herbs. Italian <laughs> yeah. and oregano. Spices. <laughs> I mean... Some nice saffron. <laughs> you know what? Saffron. I'm going to go out and say it. I also think people think it makes them more interesting, especially since the rise of the Kardashians. And, they're, and they're Armenian. Bingo. They're not just white yeah they're you know what i mean they're spicy so, yeah. white because exactly. they're, spicy they're white. not i feel like it's like people want to not be also want to they don't they want to be they feel like it makes them more interesting or more i don't know something yeah. so they're not just white they're this yeah. or they want to feel special they want to be cultured they want to have another I, I think it's also about community mm-hmm. you know like people are looking for anything to be like oh i'm also this i'm also this like hashtag this yeah yeah you know, I feel like it's also with social media, like yeah. getting to belong to certain communities. These 
labels and these identifiers are more important to us than ever because whatever you call yourself, like that's the community that you're allowed into or that's the community that you're that you get to be a part of. Yeah. If you don't know your own wedding tradition, I'm sorry, you're not from there. That's a very, very, wow. very good point. Ooh. Wow. Think about that. That, that should be a tweet. A very good point. That is an excellent point. That should be a tweet, side. You should tweet that out after. I'll Wedding and funeral. Right now. <laughs> and funeral. And funeral. And, and funeral. And, yeah. Yes. Like, that was a great answer. Think of those that. Yeah. That's, that is wow. such a good point, actually. Wow. Thank you. Look at that. Wow. Profound. Mm -hmm. Philosopher Syed at it again. No, dude, I've just been in too many accounting classes lately. <laughs> Is that your like pop pop philosophy uh, handle? Profound. Well, honestly, as a <laughs> I am profound. He's an ace detective. <laughs> as a joke, a lot of my friends call me modern day Aristotle. Oh, and it's, Aristotle. It's Aristotle. It's Aristotle. Aristotle. You oh, it's Aristotle. Aristotle. But that's what they call it. I have a fr I have a Greek friend called uh, Ari. Yeah. Um, but his his real name is Aristides, mm -hmm. and my mom always an always awesome name. to the but he's he goes yeah. by Ari, and so my mom still to this day always how is Aristoteles? <laughs> like she just <laughs> Aristoteles, what a sick ass name. But she'll also so yeah. sometimes she'll just add another extra syllable yeah. just for shits and giggles. Oh, so, 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 so. Yeah. <laughs> what's your what's your last name by the way? Pistorius. What a last name. That right. is a sick Pistorius. Like that that's some fucking power name. Oh right my there. god! Do you understand? Like. Bars. Oh, Bars. I did not think that we were gonna go into this, but <laughs> because I saw I saw it pop bars. up. Like I already trust your name. Like the second I thought I thought you when you yeah. said straight bars, I was like, you mean prison bars? No, like no, no, no. I'm talking about. I was like, that's a little football. on the nose. <laughs> you sent a text about Kit on the bars. drive up to LA, and he saw your last name like pop up on my uh, my car play, mm -hmm. and he was like, "Who the fuck is that?" And I'm like, that's like "That going. is a badass last I'm like, name." That's who we're going. No, to I knew it was her, but I was just focused on the last name. I was like, "Fuck, oh, that is." Oh, sick. nice yeah. power power move. Power move. <laughs> I mean, like, think about it. Well, I mean. You, like it's it's kind of funny because you guys are like the ones who brought it up but honestly like a lot of times I'm like especially at the airport and people are like oh Miss Pistorius I'm like mm-hmm mm -hmm. they're like so and I'm like no relation like especially the airport like yeah I'm supposed to say mm -hmm. but people are always like very sus especially in South Africa because everyone always asks me if I'm related to Oscar like that's like the first thing mm. and who is that I'm not familiar with mm -hmm. him um, so Oscar Pistorius is the Paralympian who oh. uh, shot his girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. It was like the South African OJ. It was like a okay. big thing. I love how it, you put it, it's OJ. <laughs> it really, really was like a worldwide scandal. If I remember the report, somebody said that he kicked the door down. He didn't. Which I thought, which I thought was fucked he didn't, up. Because but he shot a couple times through the bathroom door. Yes. Wow. But it was like a whole, it was a whole case. And <laughs> yeah. we are related. Like that is the real, that is the funny part. Mm -hmm. Is he's like a, like a distant cousin of mine. Um, but he's like the most famous Pistorius after my, uh, no, him and then my aunt who like wrote, is like an, an author and a, a, like a forensic detective. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, really kind of. When did that happen? Interesting. Uh, this was like 2013. Okay. 2014. <laughs> you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just. Yeah, we might edit this but, part out of the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so my cousin's a felon. Um, 
and an Olympian. No so you know, he's got that going for him. Wow. A champion and a prisoner. But he's the Blade Runner. He's the guy but with like, no legs. Actually. Okay. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. What's just like? Oh, that is. Well, so damn. Funny. Okay. I literally, I, I always assume that people know. So I, when you guys brought up the last night, I, I had like, no I, idea. I assumed that that's where the conversation was going. I'm like, oh. No, <laughs> oh, no, I had no idea. I was just focused on the yeah on the well, last name that was just. No, that's that's really funny. But you should, uh, you should Google it, and you're gonna be like, oh, oh, oh. I will do some I research. Will we yeah. will definitely we'll do some up. research. But yeah, it's really funny because people always ask me like whenever they see my last name, especially in South Africa. Yeah. And it's so funny because like we do ha like we are distant cousins. I've never met him. Like I don't have a personal relationship with this person. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. Like I don't I, know the guy. Like my dad's cousin's son. Yeah, it's distant. So I'm like, <laughs> cool. Like I've never I've never met him, but it's always like it's definitely a conversation starter. Hell yeah. Where else have wow. you been? Like what? what's your actually no, it's a stupid question. What's your favorite place that you've been that you said, hey, listen, I see myself coming back here? I mean, there's a lot of places like that. I would I would love to go back to Italy. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was a place that I was really, really excited to see. And when I saw it, it lived up to my expectations 100%. Mm. Wow. And I feel like, you know, there's certain places like... Uh, certain like really like just beautiful romantic cities in Europe like you know and, and many of them and in Italy like uh, Venice Florence like even Bruges uh, in, in, in in Belgium I think it is uh, like there's so many like beautiful cities in or, or even Lucerne in Switzerland like mm. there's so many places where you're like you see pictures and you you read about it and you like you you hear about it and when you go th and then people like say like oh it's overrated like I didn't think so. Like, if you really go there with good intentions and you're, like, open to experiencing it, like, because people will say, like, oh, there's so many tourists or it's this or it's that. But I'm like, it looks exactly the way you expect it to. It, photo like, the photos you see aren't just at a good angle. Like, mm. it really has that that kind of character. And I feel like, especially as someone growing up, not in Europe because I feel like there people tend to like they're they, they're so used to that kind of architecture mm -hmm. and that kind of like beauty around them yeah but you know when you really get to 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 see it as someone who doesn't have that around them all the time like I don't know for me a lot of cities in Europe just ha like some of the most beautiful places like Venice for sure like and I know that a lot of people will say like that's a cliche but I yeah happen to love it and so, then your soul does resonate with places yeah, no, Believe for sure. Not. I love the yeah. Alps too. Like anywhere in the oh, mountains, the like Alps. snowy mountains. Yeah, just I want to go so bad. Gorgeous. So the Swiss Alps. The Swiss yeah. Swiss Alps. That's where I'm trying to be. <laughs> yeah. What's the what do you get? What's the best chocolate in the world? Belgium. Belgium, really? That's that's kind of their thing. Yeah. That's what they're. It's that and waffles. Damn, man. And fries. Belgium next. Fries. Time. French fries yeah. are actually originated right. in Belgium. Holy shit. Yeah. So they They're not have a French like, creation. What the yeah. fuck? Of course they're not a what French are we creation. Doing here, man? Yeah. Why are people coming to LA? <laughs> I know. Belgium has it all, like chocolate waffles and fries. Oh. You guys. They're not fucking around. They're not at all. Yeah, actually. I, I actually did a chocolate workshop in Belgium once. <laughs> what is um, a chocolate workshop? Yeah, what's that? So we you went to like a like a I don't know how to say this without sounding like, but like a chocolatelerie. Like a like a chocolatier 
like a chocolaterie. I don't fucking know how to <laughs> yeah, say that. It's like, a place where they make chocolaterie. Yeah. Yes, but chocolate I don't factory. know how to chocolate say factory, that without yeah, like a shop. Yeah, like a like a specialty chocolate shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a chocolaterie, right? It's a but it chocolate. It sounds, man, it sounds we'll consider it the like chocolaterie. Chocolaterie. I'm like I don't I don't I don't freaking know. Uh, I'm like they even speak they speak French in Belgium, but so. I don't, I don't freaking know. It's just a chocolate shop. But so we went to, yeah, but yeah, saying chocolate shop sounds so like, you so know. American. <laughs> I mean, or it just, it just sounds like it's less than what it really was. Yes, this place was yeah. immaculate, but we Grand did doors. like a whole workshop. They Grand. took us through the history of the cocoa bean, Ooh. and uh, we went to like their whole laboratory downstairs, and we did a whole like workshop wow. of how they prepare the chocolate, <laughs> and then we had like some orange zest and like stuff so we made our own little like little chocolates and they gave ooh, us ooh. like real melted hot chocolate that's <gasps> what i need in my like it was so just fuck. chocolate can you, can that you was just mel- can i just yeah it must have been the like i need to take that in so delicious i need to take that in <laughs> he needs to it meditate was, on it it was honestly an experience it was really amazing i didn't even know it, it could be made that way <laughs> oh there is okay first what? of all you haven't lived i'm sure that there's i have chocolate lived? places here too <laughs> Fuck no you haven't lived but even no. in boston there's this restaurant which yeah. i think is a chain called max brenner and it's like a chocolate a specialty chocolate restaurant is it the bald man is that like their thing because there was a place in Vegas where it was like chocolate by the bald man, and oh. I think that was his name. Chocolate. And then you could literally buy a bust of his head that was solid, not hollow, solid chocolate. Damn. Yeah, How much was, was that shit? I was like this fucking big, couple hundred. I don't hundred. know if that's, if that's Mr. Max Brenner, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, still, dude, I'm so shocked right now. But you can go there and like even, I think it's a chain, they must have some here. And it's, you oh. order the hot chocolate, it's like melted chocolate, and oh. everything on the menu has like chocolate in it. I'm getting Charlie and the Chocolate And that was in vibe, Boston, yeah. you know, but, so. So here's. You the, have options. Here's the ticket. There's a whole life out there. <laughs> Go out and explore, my here's friend. Here's the ticket. Get either a Hershey's bar, a bunch of them, or something. I, I get it. We're, we're American. <laughs> I literally. Stand the disgust <laughs> on her face <laughs> after you mentioned that. If my, da- if my dad was sitting right here, he would have spat in the middle of this fucking room. <laughs> let me, let me finish. Hershey or let me finish. Okay. It was get some Hershey's. Or some higher quality chocolate. Please. And there's I like a lot to go around. Okay. Right? So get some of that, a couple bars, put it into a little bowl, right? And then you put that bowl over a pot that has boiling water in it. You ah. melt down the chocolate a lot till it becomes basically liquid. And then you slowly start to add in warm milk. Yeah. Like frothed Ooh. warm milk if you can. Yeah, that's how they do it. Yeah. Oh. But and don't so use Hershey's. I'm, not, I'm not using Hershey's. That's, that's rule number one. <laughs> But, but the technique is spot on. The technique <laughs> is, is Hershey's is Whoa. good when you're like at a campfire. At a campfire, yeah, exactly. When you're expecting, yeah, but once you've experienced, you smell like smoke and bo. So like you're like. But whatever. listen, once you've I'll experienced some, some European chocolate like she has, you can't go back. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had a lot of chocolate because I've been but to a, also, lot, a lot of different countries. But right? also, but, like we grew up with, it's not even about like you know because special spe- specialty chocolates and stuff like, mm-hmm. of course, lovely when you can get it. But we just being. A former British colony, like we just had Cadbury's, like mm. Nestle and Ugh. Cadbury's. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ugh. And he's like, Sus. ew. But to me, Ugh. I'm like, Hershey's. It tastes like plastic. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I think Cadbury's, same thing Cadbury's about Cadbury. is too sweet. <laughs> 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 Look at this shit. Yo, this is, is there a debate right now? <laughs> Topic of debate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really know. You know. Uh, no, no one's gonna win here because it's it's, so, it's simply a matter of taste. Yeah, it's yeah. personal preference. So one yeah. of us has it, the other doesn't. I just 
No, I, I, don't, I don't fuck with cream. <laughs> Just don't fuck with cream and miss me with your Cadbury <laughs> eggs. Oh, I I haven't I've never had those. Oh. I've had one and it was fucking horrible. Kinder. And I like um, the Kinder eggs are really what's, good. What's the other one? There's this one that's really oh, it's called Flake. I was gonna say really flaky. Oh, but that's a Cadbury product. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. That's one of the best products because you see, you bite into it's it, Cadbury's milk I, chocolate. Dude, I kid you not. All right, kid you not. Just melts. It, I believe you. It is a superior chocolate. Good. But if you don't yeah. like what's, Cadbury's, then you're no. not. You're no, not no, like it's one. It's one of like, like the chocolate. really good. Cheaper but product. One, one of the great Cadbury bars, the, one of the best ones in my opinion, is Crunchy. And you don't really have any mm, cool of that here. Wait, are you talking oh, about yeah. like the like the air-filled little crunch ball? It's, uh, then... it's honeycomb. That's, That's what you, it is? The one you're thinking of is Arrow. Ah. This mm. one has honey, like milk chocolate coated honeycomb. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it is a revelation. <laughs> God, I'll die you know, for it. This is, this is what I love. <laughs> when you get to like different countries... And things like that. Oh, the I don't know snacks. if you know, but like there, public transportation is a huge thing, like in a lot of countries. I mean, yeah. Yeah, pretty much for anything. But not here. <laughs> if you turn corners, like if you're going down in the metro or something, yeah. you turn corners, there's usually little shops and they carry everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like love bodegas. Yeah. I love those shops. Bodegas yeah, are bodega. the shit. Yeah. Boston has a lot of good bodegas. Yeah. And especially the store, the store Bodega, which is actually yeah. a high-end fashion place. <laughs> yeah, yes. That you walk Bodega. It's right down the building. For, it's right down from the street from 150, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the secret shoe yeah. store. Yeah. That place is really good. No, they have one in cool. LA, too. Yeah. That's But they super lay cool. out their chocolates and shit. And then you're like, you get an intro real quick. Like, I'd be just, I just came out of the airport or something, quick transport to my hotel. Mm-hmm. And then... Like, you'll just see a bodega, and then you'd be like, ooh, damn. Okay, I recognize some of these chocolates. Oh, damn. But then there's, like, some, like, that you some save for ones. later, yeah. you know? So, like, I take a picture of it, and I'm like, all right, I know what to grab. And then from every country, I'll usually come back with, like, a huge bag, oh, and I'll just nice. lay out one bar from each, right? <laughs> and, and I come here, and I'm like, saying You're like, well, yeah. hi, guys, today. Welcome this to shit, my channel. <laughs> this shit does, looks weird in America. That has you know? to be a thing. Welcome Chocolate unboxing channel? Oh, there's, oh, for there's sure. people this who do everything. Strategy. I follow this yeah. guy who literally does ASMR. juice reviews. Yeah. <laughs> I know this guy that has HD black screens for 10 hours. What? Millions of views. 4K black screen. 4K black screen. Is there music? No. Hell no. Anything can be done. Anything <laughs> can be HD, done. HD black screen in 4K, 60 FPS. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. 60 FPS? Someone forgot his fucking... His lens hood. <laughs> there was this chocolate that I had in... Paris. That was like a normal. It was like either a Hershey's or a Cadbury kind of thing. And I forget what the company's called. They're like their colors are white and red. Like the the lettering would be in red. It might be Kinder. Yeah. Sure. In fact, Kinder. I'm pretty sure it was Kinder. Yeah. And there were like these little bars that you had to buy cold because the heat of them oh, being yeah 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 the heat of them being in your mouth for like a second or two would be enough for it to completely liquefy. Whoa. And there it was like milk n- chocolate with like white chocolate inside, right? I don't think there was white chocolate in the middle. I think it was just it was like this Cuz that's dark, the one we're thinking yeah. of. It was like this the it was bueno. milk chocolate yeah. and then it was like these like crunchy bubble things in the middle of it. Yeah, it's the it's so, it, oh is it the little round ones? Maybe. Those, those are the um, it was like joy the or bonbons. Kinder Joy, yeah. Oh, oh, that is the... No, but whatever... That's the egg. It wasn't an egg, no. It was like these... It, it looked like a Twix that was like segmented into squares. Yeah, but it had like little pouches of air that were crunchy. Kind of oh, like... Oh, I know yeah. which one you're thinking You know of. what I'm talking about? Yes, I put that, yes, yes. yes I put that sure. shit in my mouth and it immediately... It has like the little poppy things inside. Yes, yeah. and I exhaled and it just... 
Like it liquefied in my mouth. It was so weird. That's, I was like, this is some Willy Wonka shit yeah, that they're yeah. selling over That sounds here. delicious. Oh, yeah. Willy Wonka's French. Another Ain't American. Thing. <laughs> I don't know if you're a fan of chips. Big chip guy. Yeah. Depends. Okay, because really. when you travel a lot, you start to see that they have bizarre ass flavors. Oh my God, ketchup Lay's chips. yeah, ketchup chips. Oh God, they from make, Jordan, dude. They make Doritos and Lay's in the weirdest flavors. Like those are the two brands that, like, just internationally, yeah. they oh just like they don't get, they just they just try it. They're yeah. like, you know what? Here you go. You're right. You're gonna and, fucking like it. <laughs> yeah, they're like someone might buy it. Uh, honestly, ketchup chips is pretty bomb. There's Believe a, it or not, just I, don't think of ketchup. It has nothing to do with ketchup. I tried. It really doesn't. Horrible. They're genuinely bad. From where? In Paris. I got the oh, latest one. Fuck Paris, bro. What's your first problem, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. What, what, I'm going to drive like up to the Ruskies <laughs> up north to get a bag of Lay's. <laughs> what is like the weirdest flavor of chip that you've ever had that you've liked? Um, that I like. Like the most far out Sh- Honestly, chicken tikka masala. Pringles Ooh. has a lot of weird ass flavors. Um... Chicken tikka. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, this, this guy was going, and he just realized what I said. My brain doesn't compute that. What? So Lay's actually. This is an. I knew it. That was sounds them. like this, it could this be is fire, in though. America. Chicken. They tikka had masala. Lay's for a limited time. Had like this weird like, um, every two weeks we're gonna change new flavors. Oh, I remember that. I was actually gonna mention one yeah. of the chip flavors from that. What was it? Uh, the chicken and waffles. Oh god. Yeah. <gasps> it was horrible. Oh god. Oh, no. They had was, like weird. Yeah, like, I don't. Know yeah, it was really disappointing. But chicken tikka but... masala was pretty bomb. It was just weird <laughs> because think of barbecue chips, but like with a weirder sp- spice level. Weirdly enough, okay. I was actually going to mention a chip that was similar to that, and yeah. I wish I could remember what the name of it was, but it was by um some kettle chip company, and I forget which one it's called. Is it, is it like sweet chili? No, it's like honey. It's like something funky, and I wish I could remember the name of it. But the flavor was salt and vinegar mixed with barbecue. Hmm. Ooh, and wait, it could be wait, about wait, that. I can fuck with it that. Was no. fire. Dude, <laughs> it was called a fire, dude. I could be about that. Yo, I could be about that. You know what? We're getting chips after this, and we're getting the fucking salt and vinegar, and we're getting and the chicken tikka masala. Like... I'm putting them together. <laughs> no, it's one of the, like the really, really popular. Um, if you go to what's it called? That sandwich place that we always eat at. Sandwich Hut. No, 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 no. Sandwich, sandwich Hut. Shout out Sandwich Hut. But um, <laughs> Borden Brew. The place downstairs, the, by the way. It's the uh kettle chips that they have at Borden Brew. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. which company that is? Yeah. I'm totally blanking, but um ke- it's called like k- kettles k- whatever. Some Dirty some kettles. Something. Yeah. <laughs> High quality bags though. Yeah, but yeah. really good shit. And they're uh that funky flavor, something funky or whatever it is. That shit was delicious. What amazes me is how they're able to isolate these flavors and just, you know, pick and choose what they want to put in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to watch a really like trippy video about it, do you know Rhett and Link on YouTube by chance? No. They do. They basically have been doing a podcast uh, morning show for the past eight or nine years on YouTube. Like they've been doing it for a while, and um, they actually went to a flavor facility, like where they got a bunch of different flavors and they could make their own and test them. And so they did all this like weird challenges and shit where they made a bunch of different sodas that tasted like horrible things and you had to guess what it was so like one of them got a soda that tasted like oysters and like shit like that like their ability to nail flavor profiles is staggering and if you lost the game you had to drink a smoothie that tasted like a barnyard so it was like elements of like goat pig cow hay grass like animal poop, it was mm. horrible. But then the winner got a got a fucking milkshake that tasted like pizza, 
and apparently that was worse than the barnyard one. <laughs> I was uh, I was play- you know those jelly beans that they have the the jelly the bean Harry game? Potter oh. ones. I got rotten milk. Bean boozled. I got the bar flavor, and I legitimately almost yacked. <laughs> it was awful. I forgot that they did that to us. Bean boozled. Like mm-hmm. that's fucking gross. They they really like they really gave us like just yeah the- shit flavors. Oh yeah. But it was a game. Yeah. They they came with a little spinner in the box, and you could spin it, and then you had to pick which one that you got. There and... was one that was absurd, like vomit in a trash can. No, it was just vomit. It was just vomit. They those. also had booger. Yeah. Oh, they're available well, everywhere here. Sound as bad as like fucking triple layer nacho vomit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nacho it's supreme. Very specific. Nacho oh. supreme. Where's your mind at right now? Big yikes. Surprisingly spicy. Sorry. <laughs> if you had any it. advice to give our viewers, what would it be? Something that you've learned along the years. I think the most valuable thing that I've learned and something that I feel like every person can mm-hmm. apply is first of all to seek out opportunity because I feel like Whenever I've had anything good happen in my life, it's because I've made the choice to be proactive Mm -hmm. and seek out things like finding out what I'm interested in, what I'm passionate about, and literally just seeking that out, finding out more about it, like seeking out opportunities. Like if I want to do something, like making that choice of being proactive and saying yes to all opportunities or as much as you can without like overloading yourself even if it even if you feel like well this might not be super beneficial if you can Mm -hmm. if if it's not going to like like i'm not saying like always perform for exposure or you know like that's yeah but yeah but taking saying yes to opportunities and seeking out opportunities will always it will always put you in a better position than the person next to you and waiting for things to happen to you is not is not going to move you forward in any way, shape, or form. So that's one thing I, I think being a proactive person is so important. And the other thing is, and I, I feel like this is something I'm still learning, but it's something that I feel like is very, very, very important today. And it's something I tell all my friends also is, it's like one of the main pieces of advice that I give them is learn how to listen. Mm. Uh, because I like that. I, I feel like a lot of people don't know how to listen actively. I feel like a lot of people, you know, when they're, when, when someone's like, hey, can I talk to you? When someone has like something to share, for example, if someone's like going through a tough time or, you know, however, yeah, people will listen, but they'll like be like scanning, 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 searching for something that they can relate to where they mm. can be like, I understand how you feel. This happened to me. So, you know, and they kind of flip it and they kind of put themselves into it rather than actively listening to all the information and then responding based on that they're kind of scanning to where where do i come in that's a huge where's one my, yeah. where's my where's my input where it's not always necessary to give input and like to to relate and to pull it back to you like being able to listen actively and to listen to really understand versus listening to respond mm-hmm is a skill that is kind of becoming more scarce mm-hmm. um, because 
you know, especially with social media and podcasting and YouTube channels and like all this stuff, like everyone has a lot to say. Yeah. Including me. Like, I feel like even today, I feel like I would, yeah. you know, I, 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 I talked a lot. I had a lot to say, but I feel like in, in your day to day life and in, you know, it, with, with your personal relationships, it, it's really important for us to, to really, really listen to each other and to listen to understand versus listening to respond because those are two different things. And, Obviously, you're not going to react the same way or listen the same way to everyone in every situation. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's an important skill, I think, for people to at least be aware of, because that's the first thing. Being aware of, am I listening to really hear the full spectrum of what this person is saying in this paragraph? Like, am I listening mm -hmm. to the whole blurb or am I speed reading through this? Am I YouTube scanning? Like, you, like, <laughs> yeah. am I like fast forwarding through through this in my mind? And pulling out pieces that I want to highlight that I can respond to mm. because I want to put myself in there. Some so wisdom think, from Kara right there. Yeah. yeah. My, <laughs> my, my little piece of wisdom for the day. Check her out. <laughs> um, we'll put your socials down in the description for awesome. the video below and all that stuff. But yeah, thank but you yeah. guys so much for having me of today. Of course. Thank you for You're coming. You're absolutely wonderful. Thank you. We appreciate this. Lovely time. Yeah, this as awesome. Always. Thank you. Yeah, we didn't even talk about how Logan and I know each other, but <laughs> the first question. Like I just, I'm like, hello. let me introduce her. Well, right. now that we've introduced Kara, <laughs> let's get let's get to the real meat and bones of this conversation. <laughs> but yeah, you guys are lovely. Thank you so much. Of appreciate it. That was beautiful. And thank right. you for joining us on another episode. All right, of guys. You know where to find us. We're on YouTube. Go like, subscribe, and comment, please. Um, you can find us also on Anchor.fm, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and many more. So, yeah, stay tuned. Let us know in the DMs what you guys think of this. What you guys, if you guys have any questions, let us know. More things to come, and as always, we'll see you next time. Peace!